On this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast, I am keeping with my interview theme and talking with Kristen Burt. Kristen is a writer for NBC Universal's iVillage.com. She has also covered the Academy Awards for the last three years for Star Pulse. Kristen joined me Thursday afternoon from Hollywood after the nominations were announced. Kristen, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day. Absolutely. It's been a really exciting day. Let's just start with the creme de la creme, best picture. Uh, the nominees in that category include 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, and The Wolf of Wall Street. And one thing that people have been talking a lot about today is that there was no nomination for Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. And I think, you know, you have two stellar actors, both Oscar winners, Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks. Neither of them were nominated for this movie, and the movie itself was shut out. Uh, besides that film, we're also looking at Lee Daniels' The Butler, which had tremendous buzz back in September, especially for Forrest Whitaker, Oprah Winfrey, and the film itself. That was also left off the list. Do you think that that just peaked a little bit too early? Is that the reason why The Butler didn't receive a nomination? Maybe the same thing with Inside Lewin Davis. I know that film had a lot of buzz a few weeks ago, but it seems like that's dropped off in the last couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for the butler, it peaked way too early. If the Oscars had been maybe in November or something, we would have seen more nominations for it. But it just lost its momentum. Uh, Lewin Davis, it, that one was kind of interesting because it you know, sparked at the beginning of December, and then it died very, very quickly. I think people are really inspired by the music, but some people didn't love the film itself. Let's move on to the Best Director category, and there we have Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, Alexander Payne for Nebraska, David O. Russell for American Hustle, and Martin Scorsese for The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, some people are saying it's interesting that Paul Greengrass for Captain Phillips and also Spike Jones for her didn't get nominations, but I think this is just a very stacked category this year. It is, and we saw huge um, eliminations last year, too, with this. Remember, we had been... Affleck, who was not nominated for Best Director, and his film went on to win Best um, Picture. So we're going to see something like that, I think, again this year, where maybe the Best Director and the Best Picture don't match up again. But, you know, the directing category, this is the interesting thing that's been debated. We now can nominate up to 10 films for Best Picture, but you can still only nominate five directors. So it's kind of uneven in terms of that, but I think they're going to stick with the five and just let the pictures speak for themselves. And I do think in this category... I. Right, as of right now, if the Oscars were to say this coming Sunday, I think we would see 12 Years a Slave win for Best Picture, but I think we would see Alfonso Cuaron for Gravity take Best Director. And right now, that's how it's stacking up. And do you think that the Academy will ever move to 10 uh, Best Director nominations or however many nominations there are for Best Picture as that fluctuates every year? You know, I did ask about that last year, especially where we had so many incredible directors that were not nominated. And everyone at the Academy seems to think that they're going to stick with the formula of the five. They like it. And that, you know, sometimes you can have a really great film because of writing and because of acting and not necessarily just because of the direction, which, you know, we can debate that left and right. Um, but they'll stick with the ten in the best picture category and they'll stick with the five in the best director. So definitely up for debate, I think. Moving on to lead actor, we have Christian Bale for American Hustle, Bruce Dern for Nebraska, Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club, and Leonardo DiCaprio, the surprise for The Wolf of Wall Street. Interesting that he gets in, but Tom Hanks doesn't for Captain Phillips and also Robert Redford for All is Lost. 
Yeah, there were a lot of people in this category. This was probably the most competitive category this year. And I think there's so many people we could name. We could name Redford. We could name Hanks. A lot of people really enjoyed Joaquin Phoenix and her. Um, oh, gosh, Idris uh, Elba for Nelson Mandela. There's a lot of people that got left off this list. And I, I think if you're going to take a look at the Golden Globes, because they have gotten it right in the past few years, you're looking at a race between Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey. Leonardo won for comedy category. Matthew won for drama. They're all lumped together. But I don't want to discount Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave. It is his first nomination, but he did incredible work and in a very difficult subject matter in the film. And there also in this category, there's a wide range of ages and also experiences. You have somebody like Bruce Dern from Nebraska, who's been around forever. And then you have, as you said, Ejiofor, who this is his first nomination. Correct. And, you know, we haven't seen Bruce Dern nominated since 1978 for Coming Home. So I feel like this is long overdue because he's done consistently great work. You know, maybe he becomes a sentimental favorite. Uh, the one thing I do need to note is that the Oscars are still six weeks away and anything can change and anything can happen. Moving on to lead actress Amy Adams for American Hustle, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, Judy Dench for Filmino, uh, Meryl Streep for August Osage County, and Sandra Bullock for Gravity. One person that people are talking about a lot that got snubbed somewhat is Emma Thompson for Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, and this is what you think about. Who do you take off this list? Do you take off Meryl because she had 17 nominations, she has three wins, now this is her 18th nomination? I mean, it seems like Sandra has been on everyone's list. Kate Blanchett is a front runner in this category. Do you take out Amy Adams? I mean, she's done incredible work. This is her fifth nomination altogether. She's been nominated in supporting categories. This is her first in the lead role. But um, in Dame Judi Dench, forget it. You, I mean, her work is excellent. She was great at Philomena. So another one where someone was definitely going to get lost on that list, and unfortunately it was Emma Thompson this year. And in that lead actress category, who do you think the front one? Uh, you said Kate Blanchett. Is there anybody else that might compete with her for that award? Yeah, I think Sandra Bullock would be the other person because if you take a look at what was nominated and what has the most nominations, um, Gravity and American Hustle have ten nominations altogether. Twelve Years of Slave has nine nominations. So those are the three strongest films to keep your eye on. But there is a lot of support for Sandra, but I do really feel like this is Kate's year. And in supporting actor, we have Barkhad Abdi for Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper for American Hustle, Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave, Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club, Jonah Hill for The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, some people are talking about Jonah Hill getting in, that that was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I think this one was a surprise for um, a few people with Jonah Hill because I think a lot of people thought that that fifth slot was going to be taken by Daniel Brühl for Rush. Now, it wasn't seen by a lot of people in the theaters, but it has a lot of support. I think in the U.S. it wasn't seen because Formula One racing is not huge here. It's an excellent film. Daniel's incredible as Nicky Lauda. Um, and for Jonah, he was great in the role. But what I will say is Wolf of Wall Street got a lot of support in the last three weeks or so, right up until the time the nominations were due. So I think that's where he kind of snuck in right there. Also, along with that, in that supporting actor category, the obvious favorite probably in that category is Jared Leto, correct, for Dallas Buyers Club? Correct, and I've got to tell you right now, I don't think anyone else is going to win this category. I think everyone else should be very happy that they were nominated, but I do think Jared Leto is going to be the one to go home with the Golden Knight on March 2nd.
And in supporting actress, we have Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Rupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave, Julia Roberts for August Osage County, and June Squibb for Nebraska. Not really a lot of surprises in that category. All of those performances, I feel, are worthy of a nomination. Correct. I think they're all fantastic. I'm glad Sally Hawkins made it in there. I think her work with Blue Jasmine was so great. It's such a great Woody Allen film. It's one of his best in the last decade. I think a lot of people did think Oprah Winfrey would slide in there and for Lee Daniels, the butler. She did not get nominated. I mean, that, that movie was basically shut out, so that kind of led the way for Sally Hawkins. But all great performances. You're going to look at Jennifer Lawrence and Laquito Nuango uh, being the two that are going to be the front runners in this category. And it's really going to depend on how the voters uh, go in the next month or so and how the campaigning goes. Because remember... Jennifer Lawrence is under Harvey Weinstein's uh, campaigning, and, you know, no one, no one campaigns better than Harvey Weinstein for Oscar season. And also, once again, for the second year in a row, we have David O. Russell that has an actor in every one of the major categories for his movie. Yeah, it's really kind of incredible. It shows you that he knows how to get the best performances out of his actors, and it's one of those things that he's sort of creating a stable of actors that he likes to use over and over again, which I think is fantastic. He himself has also gotten back-to-back nominations for directing and writing, so I, it really places him in company of some other legendary filmmakers, which I think is interesting. There's only six other filmmakers that have had back-to-back nominations. That's Billy Wilder, David Lean, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, um, John Houston, Richard Brooks, and Woody Allen was the last person to do it in 77 and 1978. And now we have animated feature film. We have The Croods, Despicable Me 2, Ernest and Celestine, Frozen, and The Wind Rises. Some people surprised that the Pixar movie, Monsters You didn't make it in this year. Yeah, I think everyone just assumes that Pixar will be in there no matter what, good or bad. But this wasn't very well received. You know, of course, it was a prequel to Monsters, Inc. And even though Sully and Mike are very well-loved characters, it really wasn't Pixar's best. If you compare it to Disney Animation, which is all under the same umbrella, but they are two separate companies, if you compare it to what they did with Frozen, Frozen reads like a Broadway show. They've already admitted that they're in pre-production for it. Um, It just couldn't compare this year. Also for cinematography, we have The Grandmaster, Gravity, Inside Willow Davis, Nebraska, and Prisoners. Surprise in that category is No 12 Years a Slave. That didn't get nominated. Yeah, and that's one of those categories that you sit there and think, okay, this is where, you know, you start seeing some of the momentum for 12 Years a Slave slow down just a little bit, um, because I, I assumed it was going to wind up that with 10 or 11 nominations at the top, but it's just behind American Hustle and Gravity. You know, not a bad thing in terms of this, but uh, I, I'm going to assume that Gravity's going to take it for the incredible work that they did. A lot of it was really pioneering. And original score is The Book Thief, uh, Gravity, her, Philomena, and Saving Mr. Banks. Two surprises in this category. No Alex Ebert for Always Lost, even though he won the Golden Globe, and also no Hans Zimmer for 12 Years a Slave as well. I know, and you know, when you have someone like Hans Zimmer, you always assume that he's going to be there um, in the mix, and unfortunately he's not. Um, John Williams, my goodness, he's nominated every single year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, he's someone that has more nominations than any other living person. I mean, he's got 49 Jeez. That's the only, yeah, it's incredible. The only person with more is Walt Disney, who had 59. So, um, you know, if you take a look at something like this. Is it, who's it going to go to at this point? Because it's wide open now that the, the Golden Globe winner's not in the mix. So is it going to be something like Gravity? Is it going to be 
are they going to go sentimental and go with the book thief with John Williams? We're going to find out. And in that same uh, area, original song, Alone Yet Not Alone, from Alone Yet Not Alone, uh, Happy from Despicable Me 2, Let It Go from Frozen, The Moon Song from Her, and Ordinary Love from Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. What's the front runner in that category? Is it Let It Go? Because I've heard a lot of buzz about that recently. Yes, I think you're going to see uh, Let It Go be the big winner in this category. Uh, it's a really big deal because um, you, you're looking at um, Bobby Lopez, who, with his wife, Kristen Lopez, they created this song. What I think is really interesting about this one is that he is also um, someone who wrote the music for um, Book of Mormon and Avenue Q on Broadway. But he and his wife have also worked for Disney doing Winnie the Pooh. So definitely one of those things where they do more adult type of music and they also do music for families. But I think this is the, uh, the favorite hands-on. I'm very surprised they didn't win the Golden Globe. And for adapted screenplay, we have Before Midnight, Captain Phillips, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. What do you think wins in that category? Is it 12 Years a Slave? Oh, you know, I was sitting there thinking, is it going to be 12 Years a Slave or is it Wolf of Wall Street? Now, if you would ask me two weeks ago, I would have said, hands down, 12 Years a Slave. Ask me now, I'm like, there's a lot of momentum behind The Wolf of Wall Street. And there's potential there for that to kind of steal that category away. Um, so I think that that's going to be a really tight race uh, between the two of them. And I think that that's kind of exciting because you never know who's going to win in the end. And then finally, for original screenplay, we have American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, and Nebraska. This is a very strong category. Do you think Woody Allen takes this one away just because he's Woody Allen? Or does somebody like David, Ru- David O. Russell or Spike Jones win this category? Yeah, that was one that, that I was really thinking about. Um, there's been strong support for Blue Jasmine all the way through. Um, really incredible. Dallas Buyers Club, great story overall, and I think that the fact that it even got made it is incredible. But I, I'm going to look at Blue Jasmine versus American Hustle. If American Hustle keeps its popularity all the way through the next six weeks, yes. Um, if it loses a little bit of favoritism, then it's going to go to Woody Allen. Okay, well, thank you very much, Kristen, for the interview. Just tell people where they can find you if they'd like to find out more information about you. Sure. Um, for all my information and all the links to what I've been uh, doing this award show season, you can go to redcarpetcloset.tv. If you want to see my specific Oscars coverage, I was there in the theater on Thursday morning, bright and early. Uh, you can find it at starpulse.com. Thanks so much, Kristen. Great interview. A great correspondent on the Oscars. And it'll be interesting what happens coming up here in March. Yes, it's a little bit longer season than normal. So we've got an extra week for voting and anything can happen. Thanks so much, Kristen. You bet. Thank you. Again, that was Kristen Burt. If you would like to get more information about her work, you can go to redcarpetcloset.tv or check her out on starpulse.com as well. You can find the Silver Screen Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the TuneIn app, and also the Zoom Marketplace. Be sure to like the Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook. Just search for the Silver Screen Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter as well. The handle is at the SS Podcast. You can also follow Kristen on Twitter as well. Her handle is at Kristen Burt. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. On the next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast, we will either review Inside Woman Davis, the new Coen Brothers flick, or Her, which is the new movie from Spike Jones starring Joaquin Phoenix, where he has a relationship with pretty much Siri on his phone. It was very good, though. A lot of thoughts on that movie, so one of those will be coming up next. Also, be sure to keep listening to the Silver Screen Podcast for updates on award season as we go along, obviously culminating with the Oscars in 
March. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time on another episode of the Silver Screen Podcast.